Hey, this is Andrew Klein of Sweet. We're bringing NFTs to the masses from brands you love. I'm on the Edge of NFT, the podcast with mass appeal and exclusive access to everything special in NFTs. Stay tuned. Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out how today's guest is working with some of the world's biggest brands to bring the masses into Web3. What you get when a bear, a Kiwi, and an NHL hockey player hop into a McLaren and step on the gas. And why the gaming and LA event coming to LA November 14th is a can't miss for anyone in Web3 gaming. All this and more on today's episode. And don't forget, we put together a gathering at NFTLA just a few months back that brought out thousands of the world's most innovative doers in the NFT space. Head to nftla.live to get tickets to our bigger, bolder, better, but just as intimate and impactful event happening in Los Angeles, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. See you there. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's guest is Andrew Klein, the VP of NFT and Metaverse Brand Experience at Sweet, a highly flexible, experience-driven NFT platform and marketplace used by top creators, sports, entertainment, and consumer brands worldwide. In his role, Andrew, aka JRR Token, leads the creative strategy and ideation for branded NFT and metaverse experiences. A native to the Web3 community, Andrew's specialized role combines his 10 plus years creating innovative and award-winning brand campaigns with his passion for NFTs and digital collectibles. Andrew has developed and launched the first NFT experiences for brands such as Dole Packaged Foods, Campbell's Soup, and Macy's. Most recently, Andrew co-led the development of the record-breaking Samsung 837X experience in Decentraland. Prior to joining Suite, Andrew was the VP of Creative Technology for Spark Foundry, where he developed bleeding-edge and innovative solutions for top brands and Fortune 500 clients. Andrew, welcome to Edge of NFT. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Sounds like a lot of stuff considering this has been a, you know, seems like forever, but it's only been a little bit of a time. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? And I got to cue up that Rocky music for this intro, right? We got to do that. We got to get that cleared because I think that would have been appropriate, man. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. So yeah, dude, look, welcome, man. Welcome to the show. We're pumped to have you on and we really want to dig right in on this thing. So give us the TLDR on Sweet and why you believe in its mission and culture. Yeah, Sweet is an unbelievable company. We are a marketplace for digital collectible, specializing in bringing on some of the biggest brands, sport leagues, entertainment IP, and making it really, really easy for people to come in and collect NFTs, to collect digital collectibles without having any type of need for really what we've been doing since NFTs came to market, which is the needing to get a crypto wallet, needing to fund it with cryptocurrencies, some things that take about 30 to 50 steps perhaps to set up. We've kind of eliminated all those steps and made it about three steps to getting to an NFT. So really looking to bring on the next billion digital collectible consumers into the space. 
And dude, how'd you find your way to Sweet? Like, how did this all come about? Well, it was really cool. So I was working at a media agency called Spark Boundaries, part of Publicis Group, one of the big global media entities. And I was there for 10 years, just really focusing on innovation, emerging technology. And, and my job is always to find what is that next big thing? How are consumers using new types of technologies and platforms? And how do we make uh, connections with those consumers and the brand? And so always looking to what's next. NFTs came into my purview. I mean, I certainly was looking at metaverse, AR, VR stuff for years. But when Web3 really presented itself as this amazing opportunity to connect with audiences in new ways and started exploring with different brands. Well, actually exploring with myself and my Web3 DGENs about this, you know, how do you do drops? How do you mint? How do you do everything within in the space? And then how do you actually deploy that? Well, took a lot of learnings. It's not easy. But when trying to make these launches with campaigns, we realized that's a little bit hard to go a very traditional route, just going, you know, with like an open sea or a rareable. We tried that. It was doable, but it was hard to get a normal audience engaged. And so I was on the hunt. What is that awesome marketplace that's going to be help me with these solutions? And I came across Sweet and they had all the tech that I needed to make it very easy and frictionless to collect these experiences for consumers to come in and collect these digital collectibles and have these experiences with brands. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this over and over about we need to make things easy. We talked about the analogs with Web2, just other things, technologies coming along and, and this being really one of the key levers, right? And especially smart people in entrepreneurship are pulling, making things simple and accessible. Speaking of accessible, I think this is really funny. I think we've talked about Build-A-Bear <laughs> on the podcast like a few times now in the several weeks, a very accessible nice. brand that I've Good. heard about <laughs> for years. And you are got an exciting release with Build-A-Bear. So what's this collection rollout look like? So very excited. We rolled out digital collectibles for Build-A-Bear. It's obviously their first, but they're very eager to get into the Web3 space. They are looking to innovate and also really be pioneers in what is the inevitable journey that we're all taking as digital experiences, like the digital internet experience. And they're driving into Web3. And so we're helping them get there. We're doing this through a couple phase drops. And so first and foremost, what we're doing is celebrating their upcoming anniversary with a very limited edition one-of-one -one auction of a Swarovski digital 3D bear that you'll also get a lot of awesome utility from. So the winner of this auction for this beautiful, absolutely gorgeous 3D encrusted Swarovski Build-A-Bear will basically be able to get that bear. It's going to be a one of one. So super exclusive physical collectible that their prime audience is certainly going to be eager to get. And also basically a trip for two to their gala, which is something that their collectors look forward to year after year. And so this is going to be kind of like expense paid trip to go to the gala, flying the winner and a guest to the event, and also has a great charity component as well, giving back to the Build-A-Bear Foundation, which has raised millions of dollars in their causes as well to help spread those smiles. So the auction this week is going to be the first drop. Then we're going to be having in the near future a limited addition drop to get some access to some cool experiences, cool content, and also limited edition bears, and then a generative drop that we're looking to have at a later date in December. So a lot of cool stuff on the roadmap for Build-A-Bear. Super excited to work on that project and bring them into the future. And we have a huge 
long roadmap and journey for them. So cool. Super pumped. Well, if it's not uh, already on that roadmap, (laughs) I feel like build a bear has been very appropriate for the bear market. If you've got the ear of build a bear, I think we need to put build a bull on the roadmap coming up here soon. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's what got us so excited as well as like all the potential extensions and fun that we can have with this. And then where do you go when you can create like, you know, again, it's already a collectible company from a physical and their historical sense, but now we're going to have some real fun with digital collectibles. And obviously that can take many forms and we're certainly looking to push the boundaries with them. Yeah, dude. I don't know if you said the percentage, is it correct? It's 10% that you guys are giving back from the sale price on the Build-A-Bears? I believe so. I have to double check uh, not more than that. Yeah, it's a big nut, man. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Very cool. Also, are Build-A-Bears, I don't know, like, is there a collectible like set historically of Build-A-Bears? Have they gone down that path at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, they are collectibles. I mean, they yeah. have fans that are span multi-generations that are collecting those bears. And many of them are limited edition. Some are with different IP that they associate with themselves mm. with. But then also there's hardcore collectors that want certain attributes, certain traits, as we call them. It applies itself quite naturally, which is cool. And then they have actually an adult Build-A-Bear market. So I'm sorry, like it's called the vault, which is like very limited edition and it's certainly geared toward an older collector. So we're not necessarily looking at young kids for this project It's certainly looking at the older collectors that are NFT collectors, as well as been collecting these Build-A-Bears their entire life, but looking to get more out of it. We want to get access, utility and get even more limited edition products from the brand. Yeah. Speaking of iconic brands partnered with McLaren recently, I mean, McLaren is no doubt the epitome of cool among race car enthusiasts around the world. So their cars are fast and technical masterpieces, but they dropped this NFT with you guys back in July. What was that experience like? And tell me about that. Pretty wild. I mean, we have been doing multiple drops with them. And I think that's what I love about what we're doing here at Sweet is not just creating a drop and then moving on. We are certainly looking at long tail continuity with these brands and things that bring the fans on a journey. All right. And we started off with this fun set collection experience where we took a McLaren livery vehicle, exploded it in glorious 3D into all the different components, into 35 different pieces. And the first collectors to collect all the different components and get those pieces together would actually complete and form a full F1 McLaren livery vehicle. And you had the chance to go to a Grand Prix, right? So it's something that's really really important and huge opportunity and a priceless potentially opportunity for many collectors who want to get closer to these experiences. And we've been doing drops after drop with them all in different components and really kind of testing the waters and trying to push boundaries. We've been doing some fun stuff like engaging on-site attendees. You know, you're paying a pretty good ticket price for that ticket that you're going to a Grand Prix. So you come around to the merch areas, you can start seeing more QR codes, allowing you to come in, scan and collect really awesome digital collectibles from McLaren. But that also could give you almost immediate gratification, immediate utility to get an instant win to go on a tour, to go on a hot lap. So really rewarding the fans with some incredible experiences that come with this and pushing again into different boundaries where we were doing a drop with their shadow livery team. So that's their esports stream content on Twitch. And, you know, we're like, hey, you know what, let's start engaging this crew and putting up QR codes, allow people to easily collect NFTs that could get you into another drop. And 
definitely going into a different audience, not your live race audience. This is your esport, you know, very much focused on the video game aspect, but certainly a lot of skill involved in there. And and we're engaging them that way to bring them into this greater experience. And late last week, we've launched a new comic collection with McLaren, which is awesome. Adventures of Kiwi, their mascot, you're able to collect any one of the pages to start getting access to some really awesome McLaren prizes, merchandise, even an opportunity to chat with a video chat with the CEO of McLaren Racing, which is pretty awesome. But if you collect all seven pages of the comic as we release this, this is all basically aligned and tied to the races that are happening through Asia from Singapore to Hong Kong. And if you get all the different editions, all seven, you'll be able to get the physical comic as well. So packing in as as much as utility and value as we can for fans, and they love it. I mean, I literally saw a fan. She probably doesn't want to know I saw her, but she was crying. She loved it so much. It was like a life-changing moment for her that she won, bought an NFT for the first time, and then ended up winning the opportunity to go, you know, kind of backstage into the pit, into the garage. And for her, it was a life-changing moment. And for me, I got a little teary-eyed because we're helping make those moments. And so this is where like NFTs can be big. Yeah. Life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about that process of working, you know, with McLaren? I mean, such an iconic brand, been around forever. They really, really care deeply about that brand itself and how it's reflected in the world. What was that process like working with the team, making sure that is carried through consistent with their vision of the company? Oh, absolutely. We work hand in hand, almost as like an extension, like a Web3 NFT extension of McLaren at this point. And they're just unbelievable partners. And we work hand in hand together. There's so many races, so much content, so much opportunity. But what we want to do is make sure that we're just delivering the best experience for the collector and their traditional fan as well. And continuously trying to bring in their fan as they're learning more about this space, right? As they're learning more about what the power of these collectibles can do, making sure that they see and understand this value, but making sure that it's, as you made that point, true to the brand and true to what they desire. So that way this doesn't come out of left field or weird. This is actually something that's really awesome. You're going to want to collect it and probably not only just collect it, but hold on to it because of the things that it can unlock. It's really interesting to kind of see the broad swath of brands and sort of different (laughs) elements that you guys are working with. It's sweet. It's interesting. I mean, a little bit of a side track here, the process of how this all comes together. Like, do you have sort of reps from the company that are sort of out looking for opportunities? Is this happening at conference events? Is this happening over Zoom calls? Is this people reaching out to you? You're reaching out to them. Like, it's really (laughs) fascinating to see all these things coming together with so many brands. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot. Again, my first connection to them was from the agency side. And I was just kind of like looking all over the place for the right solution. And it came across Sweet. And that's where I ended up identifying an opportunity to work with them personally with Macy's. And we did the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade NFTs. And they were just like so wonderful to work with, really creative, open-minded, and had the right technology and the right kind of mind to solution. There's things that we're trying to do. We're trying to achieve a brand goal at the end of the day. And maybe that's creating awareness around a product. Maybe that's creating engagement. Maybe that's creating community and loyalty, or maybe they just want to get in the news. They just want some a big PR headline. But at the end of the day, what we're trying to make sure is that not only can we help you get to those goals, but make it very authentic, right? To the collector experience and also to the user experience. Now, when I had the opportunity to come aboard to Suite, I took that (laughs) because I was like, wow, with the technology that you have, I saw that there's just 
immense opportunity and vision that they had as an organization that got me excited. And when I did start working here and I do this, I feel like every single day, every morning, (laughs) when I get an email alert that I have a calendar invite and I see that we're going to talk to this brand about creating their NFT experience or they're wanting to learn what can we help them do with NFTs and digital collectibles. I kind of like scream inside. It's so exciting for me. It's like a dream come true that like get to just touch and engage with these some of the biggest brands in the world who are coming to us. It's unbelievable. I mean, yes, we have a sales team, but I would say for the most part, most of the activities inbound and coming to us where they love seeing what we're doing. They've heard about what we're doing. They're collectors themselves and be that they're on the brand side or the licensing side. They're very excited to see what we've done and learn what they can do with us. And so Mm. very different for each brand strategically, but that's what makes it super fun as well. And helping these brands problem solve, but create great experiences at the end of the day. Yeah, we've seen that ourselves too. I think we kind of have to pinch ourselves every once in a while with the different folks that we come into contact with. And we had someone on the podcast the other day. It's like, I was working with Death Row Records all of a sudden. (laughs) And if it wasn't for NFTs, like I don't know whether I would have made that connection so quickly and easily. It's really kind of fun. So let's maybe cover another one before we move on to more some of your general partnerships, NHL. So Sweet's got an NHL program. Would love to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. We are super excited. I wish I could give you all the details, but we have been working on this for some time with the NHL. It is, I believe, the largest encompassing digital partnership or digital collectibles to date. This is a five-year deal that we have to start. And again, all-encompassing, this is league, this is teams, this is players, name, image, likeness. It's just about everything you could ever dream of as being either a collectible fan or more importantly, an NHL fan as well. And we have a lot of fun things that we are preparing. There's more things that we're doing on our side. I know everyone's kind of on the edge of their seats. We can't even wait to tell you what the name of the collection is. It's going to blow everyone's minds, but it is super fun. All I can say is try to just sign up. You could follow up for some updates, suite.io slash NHL, and get ready to go on an amazing collectible journey. Whether you're an NHL fan or just a sports fan in general, you're going to be really into this. So. We're excited. I wish I had more details and more specifics to share, but it is coming. We'll follow up when we can, but follow our socials and get on board for updates so you could be first to know. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice big chunk of time to have a relationship. And also it sounds quite broad. So that's exciting. There's a lot to be developed. I just want my Zambonis, you know, I'll be good with that. (laughs) (laughs) Love that, man. Yeah. And so you guys worked with, you know, we noticed Tezos on the McLaren drop and Polygon with Bears. Anything you can tell us about what chain you're collaborating with on the NHL one or other chains that you're working with going forward in general? Yeah, I can't go into the specific chain for NHL, but what we do is we are blockchain agnostic at the end of the day. And that was something that, again, was a big key piece of why this is definitely the right company and the right marketplace and mindset is not limiting yourselves and being able to provide true digital collectibles, utilizing blockchain, utilizing NFT technology to create these experiences. Now, in some cases, based on what the goal is of what the collection's goal or how they want to engage is it very limited premium piece. Maybe it should be Ethereum and we do an ETH drop, or maybe we don't want to kind of look at gas pre-merge. This was something that was certainly the hot topic of climate, right? And how much energy is this using? So many brands were just not into Ethereum and Polygon and Tezos were certainly more eco-friendly on paper. 
but we're in a post-merge blockchain world now for ETH. And that point of climate has kind of diminished at this point. It's now a much lighter load on the carbon footprint. So changes the game, changes the conversation about how do we select the right blockchain or what is the appropriate path. But if you want something scalable or you're doing kind of gamification, how many units, how many quantities, like a lot, or are we talking about very little? So all of these are different things that we look at specifically to determine before we even make the decision, what is the appropriate blockchain and strategy that we should be looking at for our clients? And more blockchains come out, more technology changes. So we want to make sure that we're open and ready to participate and not be blocked or hindered future proof for just about everything. Yeah, having that flexibility and North Star around who you're working with is great, especially in such a fast moving industry, such evolution happening in such short periods of time. So as we think about that too, though, on your roadmap, let's talk about that for a second. Partnerships, collaborations, feature sets within the sweet universe. Like what else is out there we haven't touched on today that you could share with us? Sure. So one of the things that is really exciting me the most is This access pass feature that we'll be rolling out, it's something that we've all been kind of really excited to look to solve. And one of those is when we look to engage these audiences of these traditional brands, and it depends which brand you're talking about, but if you're looking at like legacy blue chip brands, many of their audiences maybe are not in Discord, right? And we talk a lot about NFT and we talk about community, right? And how do you connect community? How do you engage them? And For NFT and Web3, Twitter and Discord really are that place. But when you look at a normal audience who's not into collecting, never collected before, right? Maybe they've never been in Discord. Maybe they don't even know where to start, how to set up. What do you mean? Like my username and then a hashtag and then four numbers. Like it could be daunting of itself to engage and have that ongoing connection. So what we've been working on, which is so awesome, is this access pass feature that's allowing collectors to be able to engage with reward functions and be able to access fulfillment, either opting in for rewards, sweepstakes, or even claiming merchandise, a physical item, all through the, basically at the token level, which is really unique. And they don't have to go to Discord to click the little celebration icon or necessarily have to do a collab land link with a wallet to get that access. They're able to just sign in have the token and be able to participate. And we think this is going to be really important to be able to show that value to normal collectors. And I say normal, not like we're abnormal, but I think our DGEN audience who's listening in. But when we're talking to brands, they're trying to reach people that have never collected before, but are somebody who's been buying their products, engaging with them, following them, and across their own loyalty and membership experiences, maybe for over like 20 years. And learning a new technology could be a hindrance, but they want to participate. These are basketball fans for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they have been fans. They're season ticket holders, but they want more. They want more cool stuff. They want more cool access, but maybe they're just not technologically proficient to get there. And so we're building tools to allow them to be part of the community, to engage with the technology, but doing it in such a way that is like easy and familiar and fun. Not technologically degenerate, I think is the appropriate term. Yeah. Just (laughs) (laughs) so clearly you gather a lot of inspiration outside of your own small world, right? I mean, you saw what Sweet was doing and all of a sudden you're deeply involved in what they're doing, having kind of seen them from the outside. So 
I think it's a really interesting question to ask you what other projects you're inspired by in the Web3 space. I'm sure that there's still quite a few that kind of get you excited. Absolutely. I mean, I collect all the time too much, <laughs> but it's because I have so much fun participating. Actually, I'm probably one of like the worst traders, I think, in the NFT space because I don't sell. I barely sell. I just love identifying and finding like the utility, the connection, the experiences, and I'm collecting them because I want to continuously participate and see what's going to come next. If it rugs, it rugs. Oh, well, but hopefully that's not the case for a lot of the things that I've been playing around with. And finding new types of how projects are gamifying the experience. How are you interacting with it? Being more than just, okay, click this button, hit mint, and you got it. Coming back and playing a game with it. I was doing that yesterday. I was playing around. It's called the Sutuverse from Sudo Eats Flies, who's an amazing artist and collector, has been building on Tezos, which is basically made a metaverse experience. It's probably one of the first Tezos metaverse experiences I've ever participated in, but it started as a PFP project that went into a full-blown video game. And I'm like, I'm so glad I hung on, but also so fun to be able to really use a NFT and this technology to participate in a, like one, an exclusive game that I'm able to alpha test myself, but then able to just go forth and, and experience and start playing around with, but modifying NFTs, being able to change them, being able to not just have a generative collection that's kind of pre-made, but being able to select what you want and then mint it, you know, giving yourself as a collector even more choice about what you want. And so a lot of really cool projects are out there inspiring me. I'm dabbling, I'm collecting, certainly making some unbelievable connections across the space with the creators and some of the developers that are making some of this amazing stuff as well. Cool. Yeah. Hard not to be inspired by all the fun stuff going on out there, all the building that's happening right now. You know, the state, we say it all the time, right? But the stage that we're at, it is so early. And great to draw so much inspiration from people uh, out yeah. there. Like Wild I like to say, happening. chopping wood, you know, they're making it happen. <laughs> well, Andrew, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for sharing with us all these fun happenings at Sweet. And man, like, I feel like every week, if we touched base, there would be like a whole slew of other ones. So we're going to keep a close eye on what you're up to. Please, there, man. please do. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, L.A., Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. 
Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. I wanted to shift gears a little bit though and get your personal perspective on some questions we call edge quick hitters. It's basically a fun and quick way for us to get to know you a little bit better. There's 10 questions and we look for short single word or fewer responses, but we might dive a little bit deeper here or there. Do you want to dive cool. in on these? Let's do it. All let's right, do let's it. do it, man. Question number one. What's the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? Probably it had to be a Nintendo game. I think of, of retaining a real memory, like asking for that. And I think it would probably be that gyrobot, which was a robot that was automated your little gameplay, but pretty nice. sure. And I also destroyed it, but it was fun. Yeah, man. I get a lot of stuff like that. Metaverse, early metaverse days. Yes. Any of those laying <laughs> around, maybe any of those cartridges laying around back in the day? When I beg my parents not to throw them out, like these are going to be collectibles one day. And they're like mectables. And I'm like, trust me, this will be my career one day. Don't. Nice. <laughs> Did it actually legitimately help to like blow into the cartridge, like to help it work? Or of was course. that just like a superstition? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Of course, the magical the wind it made anything work. Of course, always. That was the trick. <laughs> always, man. All right, cool. Question number two. What's the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? First thing I sold, I think, was like Magic the Gathering cards, or it could have been X-Men collectible cards. I think those probably were like simultaneous phases along with Pogs as well. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all the DNA that was forming, right? To what yep. the, the ledger here. That's <laughs> the so mind cool. of a collector. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, question number three. What is the most recent thing you purchased? An NFT, of course. Actually, a pretty fun one. I ended up purchasing, it was a free mint, but it's for supporting the protests that are going on right now in Iran. So there's a whole bunch of amazing artists who got together and they're doing some free mints every day. And so you could mint it for free up to three and collect. And so I did because it's beautiful art and I'm making sure I get all three so I could share them with some lovely people who need to get into the space. And of course, the donations go to support a good cause as well. Right on, man. That's a great one. Question number four, what's the most recent thing you sold? Most recent thing I sold, I guess that would have to be another NFT. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) I actually, and I should have held on to it. It was called a Stoic. It was a very cool art piece. This guy looks like he makes like almost like Picasso styled art. I'm a huge art fan. So went for it, but ended up seeing, okay, well, this is went from almost nothing to a good amount, but I kept one, sold the other, but. It was a good decision. Yeah, you got a hedge there. You never know. Once in a blue moon, I'll get rid of some stuff. Yeah, (laughs) barely. Okay, cool, cool. So let's go to question five, man. What is your most prized possession? Besides my own children, it would have to be my Clonex, my robot Clonex DNA, robot DNA. Love it so much. I mean, this was kind of like my forever PFP moment. Mm -hmm. So much so that I ended up getting a matching DNA and trait for my son for his birthday. It was kind of like, instead of getting a government bond, I got him a a Clonex. And so hopefully it'll pay off at the end of the day. But my robot Clonex is my current most prized possession, especially out of the NFT collection. I like that. There's a quote in there, right? Instead of getting him a bond, I got him a Clonex. Love that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Very cool. Okay. Question number six. If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical service, and experience that's currently for sale, what would it be? What do you have your eye on? 
Oh my God. I would just buy a beach house probably in Bali. My wife's from Indonesia. We were there Mm. over the summer. It was so great and lovely people, lovely country and having a beautiful beach home on an island sounds pretty nice. So, you know, I'll keep dreaming. Right now, I'll just hang out here in Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Bali, Jersey, come on. The Jersey Shore. Ethan, have you been out to Bali, man? I've never made it out that way, but I know you've been around the world a lot. No, I'd love to go. I really haven't been to the East much. Mm. Back and forth down to Latin America, a little bit of Europe. Mm. But that is something I would love to do. Mm. Well, unbelievable blockchain and NFT scene going on there. So they're actually kind of like really focusing on bringing people to the island to focus on working there. Now, if you don't mind totally reverse 12 hour time difference, then you're all set. Right, right, right. (laughs) For some of us, that would work. For others, it wouldn't. (laughs) All right. Moving on to question number seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, Mm. what would it be? Just to be chill, be happy, I think. I'm not sure if that's like really a personality, but just take life as it goes and then just be good to others. It comes back. Trust me. Karma. It's a real thing, man. Absolutely. It very much is. (laughs) So the flip side of that, question number eight, if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would it be? I'm definitely a little too crazy sometimes with my ideas of what I want to do. So by tampering down my insanity is going to be something that'll be very helpful and uh I try to every day. <laughs> yeah. Tampering down insanity. That, that's it's a first for our uh, personality traits. Awesome. Love it. All right. Question number nine, a little easier here. What'd you do just before joining us on the podcast? I was actually on a call with a really awesome brand talking about building out their metaverse experience. And hopefully we can set this up for them. It's really cool. It's going to be very unique, but get to not only just look at NFT digital collectibles, but also figure out how do we make a brand, you know, completely rock the metaverse. So excited to see how that progresses, but follow up after the call. <laughs> yes, absolutely, man. That's awesome. So are we. All right. Last one. Question number 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? I am going to release my family from the quiet chamber I've put them through <laughs> while doing this podcast. And then we're going to feast together. So they'll be free and we'll be a family again. So that's there what we're going to do after this. <laughs> I've got a bonus question. Ah, oh, we do. Are you okay. ready? Sure, this sure. is it. Ended. This is okay. Would you rather have <laughs> this board ape or this crypto punk? I'll take the crypto punk. You're going to no take question. the crypto punk. All I'm right. taking the crypto punk no for hesitation sure. No all. hesitation. Absolutely yeah. going with nice. the crypto punk. Which, I, would, uh, I would die to have one. That'd be mm. amazing. Which one do you think sold for more most recently? Well, uh, I'd probably say the board ape went for more. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you're right. This one just went for 82 ETH and this one went for 62 ETH. So well, looks yeah. like... There's a bargain basket sale on uh, CryptoPunks right now, folks. Now's my chance. Yeah. Although I think 3D glasses or a VR headset is like mandatory trait for me. So like, I know it can't be too picky, but that would be the clinker. That's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that's cool. Hey, well, look, we appreciate you sharing here with us during yeah, Edge Hitters, man. Dude, I think you definitely embody the idea of aligning who you are with what you do is happiness, man. So that oh, really comes through in all you. these questions. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, I love what I do and I love, you know, evangelizing the experiences, the products, uh, the technology. It's an inevitable future that we're all going on this path and goes in different phases, but this is it. This is what's happening. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So excited. Keep yes, going. Sir. Keep pushing. Yes, sir. <laughs> 
All right. So I want to head over to segment three, which is hot topics. And today we're going to be talking all about the Gaming LA event that's going to be happening November 14th in LA. And we got a couple of really special guests joining us today to share all the details on it. We got Zach Sikar, who is our head of events over at the Edge of Company. He heads up NFTLA, along with a ton of other events as a part of Startup Coil out in Los Angeles. Really blessed to have him on our team. And in addition to that, we have Matthew Hoffman on the show today, who's the founder and CEO of Trusted Advisor. He founded the company in early 2020 with a mission to be the best resource for advisors with high net worth entertainment clients. So these clients and their advisors have unique needs from a technology, investment, cybersecurity, and risk perspective. And he knew he could fill those needs, and he has. So prior to Trusted Advisor, Matthew was the founder of Empire Software, a venture-backed fintech company. Matthew, who's also a trained architect, first entered the world of ultra-high net worth individuals, UHNW, for a little acronym for y'all, advising through his work with family office clients while at Hallwich Kushner, an architecture firm in New York City. Since then, Matthew has built a career working with business managers, family offices, UHNW advisors, bringing his multidisciplinary problem-solving approach, business acumen, and tech savvy to the unique challenges in the space. Man, Matthew, hey, that's quite a background, brother. You're bringing all kinds of goodness to Gaming LA. Let's talk about it, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so we're super pumped to be co-hosting this thing with you. So November 14th, right? It's coming up on us really quickly here. Give us a summary of what's coming together and what you're excited about. Yeah, absolutely. So we have obviously a long history of working with all sorts of entertainment advisors. And especially I think when folks think of Hollywood, they obviously think of Tinseltown and kind of traditional film and TV and music, which is obviously the background of a lot of the folks that we work with. But I think in particular over the last year, as we at Trusted Advisor have done kind of the deep dive into all things crypto and blockchain, that's kind of led us to gaming in the blockchain space. But even larger than that, I think there has been a long tradition of entertainment folks kind of looking into the gaming space, whether that be kind of Web3, blockchain-based gaming, or you know more traditional gaming like Roblox and Fortnite. I think especially through the pandemic, all sorts of artists were shut out of touring and everything was disrupted. And so they were looking at other ways to reach fans when everyone was kind of trapped at home. And so I think it was kind of the perfect timing of a lot of different things. And there have been all sorts of interesting activations with artists in the space. And then I think also from the video game studios and the Web3 gaming platforms, obviously, they need to reach audiences, right? And it's very competitive for them. And frankly, you know, what's better than leveraging the name, image and likeness and audience of, you know, big celebrities, right? So it's kind of the perfect hot pot pulling all of these things together. We're definitely very bullish on the space. I think every wave of kind of crypto over the years has had maybe a different hook. I think NFT is arguably the one that might be dipping a little bit right now, but I think a lot of people are incredibly bullish on the gaming space, which is why we're looking at it and very excited to be partnering with you all for this event. I went to NFTLA and we were sitting there, you know, in, in the audience kind of learning a lot and absorbing a lot and have been working with you guys really since then and kind of behind the scenes. Excited to talk about it a little bit more today and then ultimately host that event in a couple of weeks. Yeah, super cool. So to be in Santa Monica, right? Really trying to, to elevate information and inspiration, connections, right? For folks in the entertainment space and the music space and the gaming space and really drawing people into this amazing thing that's happening 
in Web3 right now. And a lot of folks are heads down building right now. It's an exciting time to expand knowledge, information, inspiration, right? Those relationships, like we said, so really great stuff. So tell us a little bit more like about the concept here. So we're talking about a one-day summit, bring these folks together under one roof. And what should they expect when they come? We really cater these to, I'd say, folks that are very deep in the space, which could be a couple of different things. Folks that are deep in the gaming space, developers, studios, our background and our audience really are the CPAs, the attorneys, the executives in the music business, right? That's who attend our events and that's who our membership is made up of. And so what we do with events like Gaming LA, maybe not everyone, especially on the entertainment side, is as familiar with gaming. So in a way, it is kind of like Gaming 101. I think we'll definitely have a couple panels that kind of present the esports industry, Web3 gaming, right? At a relatively high level, because again, these might be more traditional music and film and TV folks. But then on the other hand, it gives us the opportunity to go very deep into topics that are more pertinent to the advisors, which are legal aspects, licensing, you know, how do royalties and copyright work in the space? And I think these are the topics that allow us to get a bit more technical in our programming and I think are also super interesting for everyone in the web three and the gaming space as well, right? Because I think that's kind of what they need to really nail when they're pulling together these projects, when they're building these partnerships in the space. And so it will definitely be looking at name image likeness, deal making, just the business model in general, which is quite different than music and film and TV. There's a ton of investment. We look at things even like movie budgets, right? Which are hundreds of millions sometimes, but the video game studios, I think, especially, you know, triple A rated video games are massive, massive endeavors. And so we'll definitely be diving into aspects like that. And yeah, just some of the more kind of hard hitting topics that I think are sometimes not always seen at conferences. Yeah, totally. And people don't realize just how much is necessary to bring a project to life. And you have to form a real company behind it, right? With systems and processes and best practices that are rooted in just fundamental business. And a lot of folks don't necessarily realize that when they move into the space and you can get caught up pretty quickly around issues of IP and, and HR and other issues that are just so freaking important, man. But people don't realize because maybe this is their first venture as an entrepreneur, right? And so there's two sides of it. One is as somebody in this space, as an artist trying to do something in this space, as a developer, as an entrepreneur, what do I got to think about from these other really meaningful foundational categories, number one? But then number two is we need more folks in those foundational categories, the accountants of the world, various attorneys of the world, thinking about these things and being familiar with how Web3 is applicable to their particular subject matter. And that in turn will then feed the engine and more people, more accessibility to people that are actually knowledgeable about this stuff and can help with this stuff, can speak about it or are comfortable speaking about it. I mean, it's hard to find somebody that can talk about IP and Web3 confidently and is even willing to do so. We had um, Marta Belcher, the uh, chairman of the Filecoin Foundation on the show, an attorney that's very well-versed in copyright-related issues in Web3. And she was willing to talk about it. But man, we have so many folks we've tried to get to talk about it. And they're just they're either not comfortable with it because they don't know enough about it, or they're a little bit concerned about liability and whatnot. So and we need more of those people on one side and on the other side. We just got to get that information to folks that aren't exposed to these really, really important foundational elements. Yeah, 100%. I know one of the folks that we work with, she's actually on our advisory board. She'd be an excellent guest for you all. Yeah, mm. We work with her a lot. She comes from the music space. She's been consulting with large labels, with folks like Roblox and stuff like that for a long time. And she recently formed a group with a bunch of other kind of heavy hitters in the royalty space. 
around exactly that royalties in the metaverse, right? And I think exactly like there's a handful of people that have kind of put themselves out there that are diving into these spaces from kind of a legal perspective and kind of understanding the back end of the music business, which is incredibly complicated. And I think I'm sure Vicky would be the first to tell you that we're all figuring it out as we go. You know what I mean? And I think that's why she definitely puts herself out there and is incredibly bright because she has that back end knowledge and she does understand the music business. But obviously, since the metaverse, all things Web3 related are so incredibly new that there is a lot of trial and error and just kind of seeing what sticks and what doesn't and just kind of thinking through these things. And I think a lot of it is very collaborative too, which is interesting. And that's why we like hosting these events. It's not just the speakers, but it's kind of getting everyone in a room together and discussing these things and kind of figuring out what some of the best paths forward are. Yeah, man. And let's talk about that for a second too, because there are so many opportunities for artists. We mentioned it before in the world of video games. So through Web3 in particular, these opportunities have just like escalated, right? They're blowing up, right? So you can reach new fans through all kinds of things like virtual concerts, investing in the space as a collector, as a community member, plus artists can create equity deals or partner with a video game studio. Again, stuff that a lot of artists aren't going to have much experience at all with, but the opportunity is there. So talk about that landscape a little bit, man, and why you see that as being important. Mm-hmm. I think this to me feels like an exact mirror of what's happened over the last couple of years, kind of through 2020, 2021, this, I don't know, I wouldn't, maybe not a bubble, but this last big burst of activity in the blockchain space, right? I think what we saw was there were a lot of projects backed or created in some capacity by celebrities, right? And some of them worked really well. And then there were also a lot of failures. And I think what happens is that it's relatively easy, especially for fans to kind of understand if an artist, if a big actor, influencer, whatever it is, are really devoted to their projects. And also if the project and however they're putting it together kind of matches the brand of the artist, right? And I think we'll see exactly the same stuff in the gaming space. I think you can kind of tell in a lot of ways, especially like an entire fan base when these projects are really well thought out and developed and when it kind of makes sense, whoever the artist might be and kind of what they're after and when it doesn't. And I know specifically we deal with a lot of artist managers. We hosted an event a few months ago. I think that was really evident with the artist managers and the artists in particular. I think that they know that there's a ton of opportunity here, but I think they also need to think very carefully about the projects that they take on, about their partners, about who they work with. And I think that's where too, there's a big opportunity in events like this to bring everyone together because it does take folks with deep knowledge in the blockchain space. And it takes the artists and their teams to really come together and kind of think collaboratively and work through that. And it's not an easy process by any means, Mm. but I think most people know at this point that it can't be like half-assed. You know what I mean? Because it'll be evident really immediately. And I think it applies 100% to the gaming space as well. Totally, man. So pumped about it. And Zach, like, you know, man, we always think about putting on events and throwing events that really do like grab you and inspire you and build real meaningful relationships and entertain and educate, like all this fun stuff. So like from your perspective, man, like how are we bringing that to the table as part of the Gaming LA event? Sure. I mean, as Matthew alluded to, this is a really important discussion because you know, if you know, you know, but a lot of people don't know. In the entertainment mm-hmm. industry, like from film, TV, music, many people that work and have worked in that industry their whole lives don't actually realize that gaming is bigger than all three of those combined mm-hmm. as, in terms of how much revenue it makes. And some of them don't even realize how many of the innovations that make you know modern entertainment possible started there. Like some of them are obvious, like special effects in movies or just like the way that music is 
done. And like a lot of storytelling is experimented on in video games first and then makes its way into some more mainstream areas. But yeah, as Matthew was talking about, not everyone knows that, not everyone's participating. And I think that parallel exists even more obviously in Web3, where only a small subset of people are even paying attention yet. And I think maybe using that giant behemoth of gaming, you know, it's a world where other than Netflix, you're not going to really see VC dollars pouring into film and TV. But all day long, you'll see that in video game technology companies, which, you know, are multi-billion dollar firms like right here in LA, mostly because this is the of anywhere in the world where entertainment and technology are being built at the same time. So you'll see the giant companies like Riot Games and Activision Blizzard, where are the headquarters, Southern California, for sure. So this is the story and this is the place to tell it. It's amazing to this day, yeah, again, how much awareness there is around gaming and the opportunities there. And by that, I mean really how little awareness there is overall relative to the opportunity there. So I think this event will be a step in the right direction in raising that awareness among people that can move the needle. And so we want to make sure that folks know where to go to learn all about it and follow it so they can attend and participate and follow along. And so I think we got uh, trustedadvisor.la, right? We have some information up on the Gaming LA link on trustedadvisor.la. And you can also follow all the fun happenings that Matthew and team have going on over at, at trustedadvisor.la. And that's the word trusted and then ADVSR, so no vowels in advisor LA, trusted advisor LA on socials. So you can keep an eye out there for all kinds of fun announcements about what is forthcoming here on November 14th in Santa Monica. So, in honor of this amazing event that's forthcoming, we also have a little giveaway lined up that we wanted to queue up here, and that is three free tickets to the event. Again, that's going to be November 14th, hosted at the Broad Stage in Santa Monica. So keep an eye out on our socials for all the details that you need to be able to score those tickets. That's amazing. Very generous of our team here to put those up for grabs. Guys, before we break, any final words here for our listeners? Hope to see you all there in November. Very excited to work with you guys and put this together. I think it's the first of many, right? I think we definitely envision this as a series. So kind of planting the flag in the ground there. And yeah, hope to see everyone in a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely follow along or, you know, if you're smart, just register for tickets now. We've got some really cool announcements coming. This will be a really interesting event and it's not a huge capacity event. So we expect it to sell out. But yeah, do expect some really cool announcements around, you know, names you will recognize both from the entertainment and investment communities. Beautiful. Yeah. So head over there, guys. Register now. Grab a ticket while you can. And yeah, be part of this train that has already left the station. So Matthew, Zach, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure thing. See you next All time. right. You got it. For the next segment, we actually wanted to take a moment and give a little love to somebody in your orbit, Andrew, somebody that moves the needle for you, for Sweet, for the community at large. Now, this has really made an impact on the folks that we have been able to elevate on the show. So I want to give the floor to you to share a little bit of love. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I love my sweet family. It's an amazing organization. Everyone there is an absolute rock star day in and day out. So got to give props to the sweet team. Unbelievable. But definitely got to give some love to my homies, Crypto Novo and Best Car X. The three of us have been really pushing the boundaries since as far as day one in the NFT space is concerned. We make up the Novoverse and for well over a year now, we've been developing really amazing relationships, creating 
super cool technology like the AR PFP headsets that I saw your recent guest, G Money. We made his and spotty Wi-Fi's and a bunch of others and more to come there. So those two have really been my foundation to being authentic to the Web3 space and continuously, you know, making these connections, pushing the boundaries, meeting people, helping people. And every single day, because of those relationships and moments, I get to bring that to my work. And I think it really helps as we establish these really important brand experiences, making it as authentic as it can be to the Web3 and NFT audiences, but also being very grounded in how do they engage and have their current audience participate and go on this journey with them. So got to give it out to my homies, the Novoverse, for helping me stay on top of my game every day and bring that to my day job. And it just makes it all work. So the Novoverse, Crypto awesome. Novo, Best Car X. There it is. What's up? Much love, guys. <laughs> really appreciate it. And your influence on Andrew is, is very obvious and much appreciated. I think we need to get some of those AR headsets. But what we need to do is we need... One for each of our faces, but every once in a while we switch faces. <laughs> oh yeah, just switch it up. <laughs> yeah, hey, no, that uh, could be fun. That's super cool. I know two guys, so uh, nice. Let me know. Perfect. <laughs> We're barking up the right tree. Uh, amazing. <laughs> and hey, look, before we wrap the episode, we got to make sure we're directing people to the right place to follow yourself and Sweet and all these amazing projects that you're working on. So where should we send them? Sure, sure. Well, for all things sweet, you could go to sweet.io. That's a website and marketplace. All of our collectibles and programs that we're running can be found there. Tons of great stuff. And you could also follow along on Twitter at sweet. Great, easy to remember. <laughs> and we have a Discord as well, very robust, filled almost all the brands that we work with. We also help them with their Discord. So you'll find your like minded community in there as well. So sweet.io is the website at Sweet on Twitter, and then you'll find links either through the website or on Twitter to our Sweet Discord. Please feel free to come along. We are a super fun community and embrace all walks of life at all different levels of collectors. And if you want to uh, just follow my kind of Web3 journeys personally, you could find me on Twitter at JRRTokenNFT or JRRToken on Instagram. So Beautiful. easy. Well done yeah. with the name too. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> Now it's getting really popular. Thanks, Amazon Prime. People are like getting it. If they didn't get it before, they're like, hey, I keep hearing your name. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I wrote a book a very long time ago. Hilarious. And a hit film series. Nice, man. All right, guys. Well, look, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Look us up on all major social platforms by typing edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. We understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.